one and all, and welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I am your host, Danielle Riendo, the EIC and Chief Crow here at Fanbyte. Uh, today we're watching The Crow, and I am joined by two good friends and people with great taste in movies, frankly. Uh, LB Hunk Tears. How you doing today, LB? How was it? <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Chief. Uh, what bird would you like to be? Do you want to pick a bird? Wait, who are you asking? Uh, you, Elvie. I'm asking you. Oh. What kind of bird you'd like to be? Well, I just made crow sounds, but I feel like I'd probably... What bird would I be? Birds are so stupid. Birds are so <laughs> stupid. There have been some birds nesting outside my window for yeah. a while off and on. They got chased away by the bees that I've mentioned in previous podcasts, but um, they're in, just immensely stupid animals. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to go with uh, a morning dove. How about that? Oh, that's Aww. really nice. Yeah. I, I'm, you also just heard the uh, the awe. Of Jordan Mallory, our producer and chief. Uh, what, what bird would you like to be? Oh, um, I could have been thinking about this while LB was talking about their bird choice. <laughs> um, you were just awestruck by the fascinating <laughs> sounds of, of nice <laughs> bird stories. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Uh, I'm like a finch. Oh, Whoa. a finch. Like one of those little hoppy birds that doesn't yeah. walk. That just kind of like pops from one place to another. That's what I had nesting outside my window. They're so dumb. Yeah, little finchies. <laughs> yeah, Aww. Well, I mean, no one here is dumb. Everybody here is great and smart. And like I said, you all have very good taste in movies. Oh, well, thank you. Jordan, you picked this one. Uh, it I is did the pick crow. This one. Yeah. Yes. Do you want to tell us why you picked it? I picked this one because it is, it was one of my favorite films as a teen. Sure. And sure. I, it, I inherited it. As because it was also one of my my older sister Heather's favorite films when she was a teen. Excellent. Uh, and so like when I was like seventeen, you know, she handed me a a, a VHS tape oh. of The Crow, and was like, "Hey, you should watch The Crow. It's good." Oh, incredible! Um, <laughs> and I haven't seen it since then. Basically, wow. like I I watched it on loop basically for like w that summer. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, haven't seen it in a really long time. And I was putting together my letterboxd recently and was picking out my favorite movies for their, for their, like, top four movies thing. Yeah. And I was having trouble, like, landing on a fourth thing. And then I remember, like, oh, yeah, The Crow. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of my favorite movies still. And so I put it on there. Um, and then when it, but I ha had been meaning to go back and rewatch it because, like, you know, 17 was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, I actually had a really similar experience with Dark City, which is the movie, actually, that uh, director Alex Prius followed this up with. Uh, is where that the I, same director? I it no is. Idea. It's the same director, uh, which we'll we'll get into a little bit. I, I guess I'll, I'll just do the little description and a quick content warning here uh, up top. But the description is The Crow is a 1994 American superhero film. Interesting choice there. Directed right. by Alex Proyas and starring Brandon Lee in his final film appearance. The film is based on James O'Barr's comic book of the same name. And it tells the story of Eric Draven, 
which we're going to also talk about his name in a moment. Uh, Lee, Brandon Lee, a rock musician who is revived to avenge uh, content warning, the rape and murder of his fiance, as well as his own death. The cast also stars Ernie Hudson, Michael Wincott, and Bai Ling. And here I'm putting the larger content warning that uh, sexual assault is a part of this movie. It's a pretty uh, fairly big part of the plot and a big part of the movie. So content warning for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, can I pop in another content please, warning? Please, please do. For actual person death. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk about a real... A real death. Yeah, we're real gonna have to talk about making this movie. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to talk uh, about which what is a real to... fucking bummer. So, yep, uh, yeah. it's a huge, huge thing. That's actually all I knew about this movie for a very long time. I will just start off briefly uh, by saying I remember this movie coming out, and I remember uh, Brandon dying. I actually remember this being the conversation about this movie that he died during filming. Obviously, I learned more about it uh, in sort of researching this. Uh, but as a kid, as a ten-year-old, when this came out, I remember watching specials like on the Discovery Channel about oh how how we made this movie and how they did movie effects. There there were like little specials about how movies. It was like a movie magic series. I don't remember what it's called, but they did one on how they finished this movie. Uh, after the death of its star, uh, who died. During filming, there was a really, really, frankly, very stupid and bad accident Mm -hmm. uh, that happened. He was shot uh, in a scene which called for him, you know, the character being shot. uh, And the, apparently, the gun safety supervisor had been dismissed from the set and like a a random prop assistant had to get the gun ready. And there was a, 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 there was a dummy bullet in the gun, but the gun also had some gunpowder from previous scenes and it wasn't cleaned properly. Uh, and therefore he was shot at very close range uh, and he was rushed to the hospital. He died in surgery. Uh, really, really fucking sad, really fucked up, really bad example of, uh, hey, you need to take safety fucking seriously when you're doing stunts. Like that's not even, yeah, that's it's fucked up and a huge bummer. Uh, yeah, and, it's yeah, it's a heartbreaking thing too because he's so good in this film. He's amazing, and so lovely in it. That's what I kept thinking watching it. Because yeah. like, yeah, that's the thing that you know about this movie. Yeah, especially. And, I mean, it's heartbreaking yeah. that a person died regardless of their acting ability. Yes, but, you, but like, but like yes. y'all get what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. that rubs it. I mean, that it just it rubs it in. Even if yeah. like, honestly, like, even if he'd been very very bad in it, I still feel like I would have been like, oh, he's so bad in this movie, and it really makes it hit home. Like how yeah. sad it is. Like no matter what, it's you're just like, oh, here's this. He, like it just rubs in like this is a person this was a person yeah, yeah. it's it's really rough and uh i think my correct me if i'm wrong danielle what i yeah the, the what i understood about how this accident played out is that they like they made dummy bullets by disem- disassembling a real bullet and taking the gunpowder out of it so yeah. that it was just the shell and the slug yeah and the slug came loose and got lodged in the barrel. And then later they were using the same gun with yeah. blanks, which is like the opposite thing, which is yeah. just a shell and gunpowder and no slug. Yeah. And, so some of the gunpowder was in there, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But since the slug was already in the barrel, it like completed the bullet configuration and shot yeah. him. And that's what happened. Yeah. It's really, really uh, horrific accident. Um, yeah. I hope. Uh, I wonder whose decision it was to fire the gun safety supervisor. Yeah, I think it, I don't think he was fired. I think he was like dismissed from set because scheduling or something. 
Somebody made a very, very bad call. Uh, I don't know exactly yeah. who. I don't know uh, exactly how that played out, but somebody made a real bad call. You should never, ever, ever do a stunt without the safety person who is responsible for that stunt ever in the course of human history. You should never do that. Uh, Shouldn't so, do it. Yeah. Um, so a kind of huge content warnings and massive kind of bummer aside. And of course, this is also, you know, it was, it was famous in the, the fiction for, of course, oh, you know, Bruce Lee's son. And he also mm -hmm. died incredibly young from, you know, kind of a weird thing as well. It was not an accident on a set. He died of an aneurysm, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, there was actually recently a really cool and very good, uh, documentary about Bruce Lee. Uh, it was actually on ESPN, but it was a really, really sensitive and, and well put together documentary that really, it didn't do any stand up or not many sort of stand up interviews. It really was focused on his words. Uh, and I would highly recommend that if you're interested in him as a, as a star and as a sort of an icon. Uh, and so, yeah, really weird and tragic that both he and his son, who was becoming quite a star at this point, um, were, you know, killed in such weird ways or, or died by such weird uh, means. However, uh, what we do have here is, uh, I just want to say a fucking banger of a movie, like mm -hmm. a real fun ass, yes. like super goth nineties, dark, dark, but I want to say other than the very obvious, which we already had a content warning for other than the obvious assault, really fun and kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, movie that I enjoyed the shit out of. This is my oh, first so time watching it. Um, I've probably talked enough at this point. Jordan, I know you've you've said this is like an old favorite of yours. Mm -hmm. LB, how many times have you seen this? I've never seen this before. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Oh, so, I'm like, so glad. <laughs> I was f five when this came out. Sure, sure. So like, it wasn't even on my radar. Uh, I was, you know, watching like Power Rangers and the X-Men cartoon and shit. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't like a goth as a <laughs> little, teen. little baby as goth. As a five-year-old, yeah. Five okay, year, I was briefly old. a goth. That's a complete fucking lie. There's photographic evidence to the contrary. I was oh, a goth briefly, but I wasn't like a the crow goth. I was a... Uh, like a like placebo like Rocky Horror goth. Warlock. Oh, I see, I see. Gotcha, You know, gotcha, like... Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and it was a very brief goth period before sure. I went full, like, no, I'm going to be an art rock tween. Nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, like, I knew a lot of people who loved this movie. But, again, it was, like, a dude, like, the guy died making it. Yeah. Like, it, it just, I didn't want to see it. Sure. Sure. For, like, as a, like a, as a younger person, especially because, like, when you're, in like the mid, like the early two thousands, the kind of mystique, the, like the myth, the whole mystique around it was that he died making mm -hmm. it. Yes, which is like like was too morbid, too like real life morbid. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, and like uh, no, but like nobody ever actually said like, oh no, this is a cool movie. <laughs> right, <its> right. <laughs> so yeah, I did. I didn't like watching this today. Was like, oh, I get so much more about like the people, the various goths in my life, just like their aesthetics and like just vibes of goth worlds that I've been in. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, this was like good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like well acted and well made and like a little long, but mm -hmm. not that, I guess it, like parts of it just feel, cause it's not actually that long, um, but like there are parts of it that feel a little long. 
Yeah, uh, my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Please go. Ahead. Oh, just like in like the second half, a little bit. Like yes. I got, I got a little. But like the the balance between like cool goth aesthetics and like just hey, remember the fucking nineties? <laughs> uh, yeah, the way this movie looks is incredible. Yes. Oh it my is, god, the and it holds up so well. And sets, yeah. That like gothic. I guess it's a church at like on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's so cool. It's oh my so god, good. like what? What city is this supposed to be that has this cool fucking church? This is um, uh, Detroit. Right. Oh, okay, cool. Right, right, yeah. They make those Motor City uh, sort of references a couple yeah. times. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, I was also wondering. I heard, I remember <laughs> the Detroit like references, but I was like, is it, but is it Detroit? I've never been to Detroit, so that's my problem. It's yeah. exactly <laughs> like this. It's okay, beat gotcha. for beat. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, no, I love, um, I was, like, I had forgotten won the back third of this movie entirely. I had completely forgotten how this movie ended. And oh, sure. uh, two, I just like, th- no, like the way that this film is put together is all these like fly throughs of models of the city yeah. and these like composite shots of these like disparate set pieces layered on top of each other to make this sort of like urban you know, this little like metropolis setting, but there's no sky ever. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sky in this entire movie. It's like the whole thing takes place in this like pitch black little pocket dimension (laughs) that is completely self-contained. And there's just like birds that have been green screened onto everything. (laughs) And it's, they like literally do not make movies like this anymore. Like the, the functional way that films are sliced together is not this now. Yeah. And it was like, I think that this is such a, a an incredible vibe and like such a cool way of like such a cool look that like just you don't see anymore. Yeah. That uh, I, I just adore how this movie looks like yeah. the, the, the composite shots are like obvious, but in a way that makes it feel like it makes it feel like the whole thing is happening in miniature almost. Yeah. yeah. Like you're getting this little, uh, like that. It kind of reminds me of the opening sequence of not in tone or like character or anything, but the opening sequence of nightmare before Christmas. Sure. Yeah. You know, where like, you can tell that it's fake. Like, you know, it's claymation, but like you're on board with it, like almost immediately. Yeah. And that's, that's how the beginning of this movie felt. It's consistent visually. The whole thing is very consistent visually. It's so consistent. And looks really good. Like, I do wish they made movies like this, Mm -hmm. actually. I prefer this. I love model shots. Like, I love them. I love them. I love them so much. And that will be one of the main sort of uh, kind of through lines with this in Dark City. There aren't many others. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, having a city at night be the setting having these dark beautiful brooding moody shots and these gorgeous shots of buildings and structures and you know sort of a little bit of chaos happening in them is like kind of the through line uh between Alex Prius's two main movies of the 90s basically he hasn't made that many movies but uh wildly made these two that are genuinely like aesthetic dreams uh, yes true. yeah very dreamlike quality to this film yeah and like Elby was saying, the costume design is really incredible. Oh, 
Incredible, incredible. Uh, the leather. Oh. Yes, there's so much good leather. Um, you know, our main bad guys, like weird, like kind of goth, like horseback riding oh outfit that, that he Dracula has Dracula Mafia boss. Yeah, Dracula mob boss and like <gasps> his, uh, his like, all like, not the, <laughs> not quite Victorian, but like almost Victorian era styled. Um, yeah. yeah. Half sister. Uh, their whole thing is really interesting. Wait, they're brother and sister? Yes. How did I miss that? I thought yeah. they were lovers. They're well, that too. They are also lovers. I see. Yeah. I see. They're doing the. Like when he shows up, I, I don't know if it's the first scene with him, but it's like the first scene where I noticed him and he's like, has his snow globe of a graveyard. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, my father told me I became a man when I knew what death was. And he yes. gave me the snow globe of a graveyard. I'm like, this guy rules. So <laughs> honestly, honestly. Yeah, that, like pure fucking vibes. Oh my God. That is the first scene where we're introduced okay, to, I to him. him. Yeah. I love him. I love him. I love him. That dude. And I love his bad. long, straight, beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. I love his girlfriend's sister. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure isn't she? Wasn't she in Dumplings? That uh, it's Bai Ling, uh, isn't Chinese it? Chinese short. It yeah, is, that's Bai Ling. Yeah, yeah. She's in dump like which is was that was my like. Ooh, I'm a cool, edgy teen. I love this short Hong Kong horror film <laughs> about <Honestly>. cannibalism. <laughs> um, like. Yeah, yeah the cast was. in this movie is bananas also. Yeah, there's like, so many people in this movie. Why yeah. is like David Patrick Kelly from Twin Peaks? Yep. Yes. Okay, yeah. The dude is a T-Bird? Yeah. Tony Todd is just being sexy? Yep. We should, yeah. Uh, Danielle, I do you lo- want to? <laughs> let's do a little oh of the God. plot. We definitely, okay, uh, sorry. we can't go all the way through the plot. Like we can't do a, a, a scene by scene on this one. I know mm-hmm. we do that sometimes and, and that's super enjoyable. But the general flow here is that on Devil's Night, which is the night before uh, Halloween, uh, Eric Draven, a.k.a. Eric D apostrophe Raven. Get it? <laughs> get it? There's no, there's no apostrophe in the movie, but it's there. It's, it's an implied there. apostrophe. It's you, there. You tip your hat and you say, DeRaven? Der- Hello, DeRaven. Der- uh, <laughs> he is a cool, nice boy rock star, and he mm-hmm. has his beautiful fiance, Shelly mm-hmm. Webster. Uh, they are attacked and killed. Uh, again, content warning, uh, she is definitely sexually assaulted uh, by this sort of gang uh, that are under the employ of uh, vampire mafia boss. And... Uh, Sarah, who is like the young uh, kid in the movie, is very sad because Shelly took care of her. Shelly and Eric mm-hmm. kind of took care of her. They were kind of her like, you know, they look after the kid kind of thing. And of course, they have a beautiful goth apartment, a gorgeous goth loft. Yes. Uh, a year later, uh, uh, Mr. Draven. Gloft, if you will. Uh, a, a gloft. Oh, that's good. Uh, they sure do live in a gloft. Uh, a year later. And that's by this, this again, this sort of group of 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 jerks uh t-bird and skank and tintin and fun boy yes uh they all have played, good names played by <laughs> uh played by the guy who loves sandwiches from twin peaks yep um, wild yeah uh lord lord nikon from hackers oh my god yeah. that's right that's him yeah it's lord, uh, lord oh nikon. christ yes <laughs> oh! um a hero- some heroin addict guy and then uh knockoff and margera 
Yeah. Those are the those, those are, are the, the guys. That's the gang. And yeah, they the are gang. they're serving like a like a fake eviction notice yep. that like she- Shelley Webster was like a lawyer of some kind. Yeah, she was like um, an advocate for uh, no more evictions uh, in the neighborhood. She's like a very yeah. do-gooder oh kind of lady. So they're yep. like a yeah. pro-eviction gang. They're well, they're, they're pro-eviction gang because of the boss. I hate this gang. I yeah, hate this the gang. boss must be the landlord. I'm yeah, assuming. the bo- Yeah, the boss is is like a the slum lord of of this part of uh, Detroit. Yeah. No, and, don't be a slumlord. I know. So well, that's sexy. the thing. He's, <laughs> he's he's bad. He looks good, but he's bad. Elbert. Yeah, he's a he's bad, a bad man. Yeah, I know he's really bad. <laughs> it's okay. He's, we can have our our mixed feelings. I mean, that's he's. Fair. I know he's really bad and like is evil. <laughs> it has too many swords. Oh, whatever. You continue talking about the plot. I can no, hold okay. in my love for this dude. I top dollar. I understand. It's very fair. It's very fair. Uh, this movie is very much an aesthetic exercise, so I think it's more than fair to have a lot of love for for him. Uh, but he is evil, uh, and he does sort of lead this gang. And then a year later, uh, we're we're told in some, a little bit of voiceover text uh, early on that you know there's a whole kind of uh, mythology here about sometimes people can be kind of uh, <laughs> sometimes they can come back as a crow, which is mm-hmm. interesting because uh, uh, Mr. Draven does come back as a sort of undead crow man. Uh, well, which is really interesting. And then he, well, he's he's not a crow man, but he is accompanied by a crow who mm-hmm. uh, somehow helps him. Uh, and he basically enacts revenge on each member of this uh, jerk group of jerks. And uh, he kind of reconnects with Ernie Hudson's character, who is a cop, which I know is also a, a thing. There, there's a lot of like good cop shit in this movie. That's a little hard to swallow. I think mm-hmm. uh, during the current. He, honestly, he's time. so but not he's, believable as a cop. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, so like he's like a cool uncle that you want to hang. Maybe not a cool uncle, but like a really nice uncle. Mm-hmm. He's the nicest. Du- he's yeah. like when there's a point where you see inside his apartment where he's hanging out in boxers, like yep. an undershirt and his cop hat. And yeah. you look at his and you see his couch and he has a trombone and a basketball on yep. his couch. <laughs> yep. This is like a cartoon good person. Yeah, he, he truly is. And the performance is genuinely really he's fun. He's so lovely. It's great. He's Hudson so fun. Is like, yeah. I also like, I automatically just like associate Ernie Hudson with like, Fuzz, good fuzzy feelings because right, right, like yeah growing up as like a little kid watching ghostbusters over and over again like yeah yeah like so it's hard that part's a little yeah. hard to hard to take because he's like it this good cop hard. who has been you know fired from being a detective probably for being too good of a person yeah uh, literally that's it <laughs> that's like the storyline and but he cares man and he cared about this uh double homicide uh and assault and he stayed with uh, the victims all night long during surgeries while, you know, while, while the uh, medical crew tried to save them. So, yeah, cartoon, good person. Uh, and, yeah, so it's basically a revenge fantasy, honestly, like a very dark, but also, again, pretty goofy and tongue-in-cheek in a lot of points, revenge fantasy for this guy who was horribly wronged uh, and his poor wife was horribly fridged. And uh, then yeah. he, he now goes through the city seeking revenge on the bad people and works with Ernie Hudson's character and the, the kid, uh, the young kid, uh, not Shelly, Sarah, rather. Sarah. Who is, like, just a good kid who's who's trying to help as well. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, but there is closure at the end. Uh, there is closure after mm-hmm. a whole lot of fight scenes and yes. a whole lot of guns and a whole lot of him being shot and being just fine after being shot. Uh, yes. That is basically the plot. But that doesn't get at the nuance here, again, of these incredible performances, this incredible cinematography. And can we talk for a moment about the musical choices? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Jordan, yeah, I, I mean, know you have a lot of musical feelings. Do you want to take I that do ha- <laughs> I do have musical feelings. I want to pull up. <laughs> I didn't think to pull up uh, crow, the Crow soundtrack. Uh, the original motion picture soundtrack. So here, here are some of the songs from this film. Oh. Let me know if you are familiar with any of these titles. Oh. Uh, we've got Burn by The Cure. Oh, oh sorry. Big... For this one? Sorry. I don't want to interrupt, but I do want to <laughs> say for this one, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Eric Draven sure is painting his face on the line that's like, paint your face. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the cure. And it's a lot. So it's please really continue. Good. Sorry. I just needed to point that one no, out. No, 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 no. It's fine. Yeah. that that mo- That's like one, that whole sequence of, Eric like climbing his way back out of the grave <laughs> and the crow leads him piece by piece like video game waypoint style. Yeah. Uh like here are the cool boots that you're going to wear and oh. here's here's like the way back up into your apartment. And then like Eric uh is reliving the uh the assault and his murder and then he he uh finds some like stage makeup on his wife's vanity and starts painting himself up like a like a sad harlequin. Yeah. Uh it's such a it's such a fucking good sequence and the cures and burn by the cure plays through that whole thing and it's fucking it's I fucking feel like great. he's also, he's trying to make himself look like Robert Smith from the cure like yeah, a little bit a little like bit. a little bit a, like little, a little bit, bit there. A yeah. little bit. Uh we we got Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots. <gasps> Uh, we've got the Nine Inch Nails version of Dead Souls, which God. is like if you're if you had like okay if you're gonna mention two songs off this, you got like Burn obviously, but then saying yeah, there's a Nine Inch Nails cover of a Joy Division song. <laughs> what else do you need to know? Yeah, it's the about this movie. That's, that's what this whole movie is. Yeah, it's a Nine Inch Nails cover of a Joy Division song. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but uh, like there's violent films on here. There's Pantera. There's Rage yeah. Against the Machine. Uh, it's a good soundtrack. Like if yeah. you, if, also if Rollins Band doing a suicide cover. It's like okay. yep, yep. Like somebody <laughs> like went hard. Yep. The music, the music supervisor went fucking hard on this movie. Yeah, yeah. and like if if you want to understand what like what goth was in the early '90s, this soundtrack is it. Yeah, like this is it. There's there's some not goth choices on here. Like, I wouldn't sure. really call Rage Against the Machine a goth band. Sure, sure. But, but like, this is this is, this is is a very good cross-section of, of what that whole vibe was at the time. Yeah. Uh, but they yeah, literally the- re-recorded a medicine song so that Elizabeth Fraser from Cocteau Twins could be on it. <laughs> God, I love okay. it! Oh, cool. I love it. I mean, this is very, like, industrial goth, right? It's yes, that yes. It's that sort of v- flavor of goth, specifically, right. that is, yeah. like... And oh. it's sort of like the industrial goth. It's sort of like the industrial like slash trash goth sure. v- versus yeah, like the yeah. Vic- like the highbrow Victorian goth because right, um, right. Top Dollar and uh, his sister are very much like ultra fancy Victorian goths. Yes, versus yes. Eric Draven, who's like wearing a like just like black jeans and black docks. And he's got a black long sleeve, like waffle knit shirt on and like electrical tape wrapped around his torso so that it's like evokes a corset, but isn't really, he's not really wearing a corset. Yeah. His face is painted and like, it's a very, like two different 
uh, after he kills Lord Nikon, he takes his his leather jacket, which is great. And then uh, later when he blows up that pawn shop, he takes the really wicked all black uh, Stratocaster guitar uh, with him. (laughs) And so then just for the next for the next couple of revenge murders, he's just got a guitar with him that he's not using for anything. It's just so sick. It's just because he's a musician. It's so fucking good. Uh, It's. But yeah, it's it's goth warfare because nobody it in this is, movie though. is I, 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 I get right. that though. Like Top Dollar absolutely has like a second girlfriend who's not in this movie who's just in the woods listening to Miranda Sex Garden, <laughs> like <laughs> waiting for him to show up sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, in like a hut, right? A goth hut. <laughs> that was the original name for Hot Topic, but they changed it. Oh, goth, goth hut. <laughs> Okay, I'm just imagining Pizza Hut, but black. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like in like a swirly gothic, like uh black letter font. I would I, I would eat it hut. That sounds great. I mean I was black go? pizzas. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Putting That's activated it. charcoal in the uh mm-hmm. in the dough. Mm-hmm. Squid ink sauce. Squid ink oh, like sauce. The oh black ice cream for dessert. Like, yeah. There's a wrestler who uh, has a fried chicken restaurant that does like black fried chicken because he's oh like a goth god. wrestler. Oh my god! What's their name? Yeah, it's really Bushi. His name's Bushi. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. I have. Oh, you love to see it, honestly. <laughs> like this movie has just made me say that so many times. Yes. Like, oh, yes. You love to see it. There was another <laughs> aspect I really wanted to touch on, which is like the humor, like the genuine humor. In yeah. this movie, it was surprising yeah. to me. It's good. I thought this was, it's amazing. There is, and it's like dark humor. It's edgy humor a lot of the time. But there is a point that actually made me cackle, which is, I don't remember which revenge murder it is, uh, but um, Mr. Draven boy. does go to, okay, Fun Boy's death, where he goes in and he's like, Jesus shows up to a hotel with three nails. And then he keeps getting shot at. And then he's just like, and tell someone to put him up for the night. It's just like, what? <laughs> it's a really weird, it's it's such a, like, it's a great sequence because Fun Boy, he shows up to Fun Boy's apartment, or he, Fun Boy's got a hotel room above the bar where Sarah's, like, like good-for-nothing mom. Mother slash sister slash the person who is clearly legally supposed to take care of her. Yeah. I think it's her mom, it, right? it is her mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, they're doing heroin in this hotel room and uh, Eric shows up through the window and fun boy shoots him and uh, just start and uh, says whenever, whenever Eric shows the bullet hole healing through his hand, yeah. uh, he says, Jesus. And then, then Eric tells this joke <laughs> while being shot. It's and great. It's incredible. What a power move. It's great. It's so good. And like Brandon Lee is so good yeah. at being this like like <laughs> being this like murder like not in like an I don't mean this in like a like an insane clown posse sense, but being right. this like murder clown yes. of being this like sort of like dark vaudevillian spirit of death <laughs> yeah. that is fearless and has no qualms about enacting revenge and like no there's no there's no scene in this movie where he questions whether or not what he's doing is righteous or good he just knows yeah and but he's also reveling in every second of it because 
the thing that he's doing is impossible. And every single person in this movie reacts like he's impossible. Yeah. Which, which is, is also very fun. good. Yeah. Which yeah. is fun. And like he, lo- you can tell that the character loves it. And, <laughs> and Brandon Lee is so good at like just his, his big smile and like he's like he's smiling with his face, but like in his eyes, you can tell that like he hates and is going to kill this person. And uh, God, it's it's those those scenes are the best parts of that film, both for like the fun, uh, the fun like revenge payoff, yeah. but also just like getting to see Brandon Lee like really lean into that role. Yeah, and it's like. It's hokey. Oh, you know, it's like, cornball. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. and like that's something I want to talk about is that like whenever when I was 17, I did not get that. Oh this, mo- this movie was completely serious to me. Oh, when, sure. when I was a teenager. Oh, oh it's okay. so lovely though. Like that having <laughs> that level of innocence uh-huh. is yeah. like very moving to me. <laughs> yeah. And so so like watching it again was like a little like I was a little disappointed. Not, not because like I still think this movie is good and like I still really enjoyed watching it, but it was kind of like oh I, it made me feel a little silly that I took oh, it as no. seriously as I did as a teenager. Uh, That's so cool though, because I like me as a teenager, I was way too jaded and like uh, cynical. I would not have taken I would not have taken this at all seriously. So I'm very envious of seventeen year old you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's a be- like that's yeah. that's something that you should be proud of. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, like the ability to enjoy something that earnestly because there's like there is something really lovely about this. And like Brandon Lee is able to pull off the hokiness Mm -hmm. because he's so warm and so charming and so like adorable. He's adorable. Um, And like that he's there's like I feel like part of like there's this I don't know if it's the character or if it's him or if it's just like this, I don't know, combination of all these things. But there's this level of like. I can get away with being this corny because I'm really cute. Yeah. Should we just talk for like a second about, about Eric Draven's whole look? Please go for it. <laughs> I yeah. did like, I just want to point out like it works. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it really works. The long hair. He's like, he's like cut from marble. Like there's <laughs> yep. not, there is not 1% of body fat on this man. There's nope. a shot of him cli- whenever right after he's come back from the dead, he's climbing up a uh he's climbing up a fire escape ladder and uh his back looks like it's made out of like carbon fiber, Yo. you know, and like like a like an exosuit. Like that level of just like muscle definition. Uh it's good. Yeah. And so he and he can because of that uh it's it's that that golden rule of well, you can you can be a weird goofball as long as you're like hugely immensely attractive. <laughs> and it, it it plays better. Yeah. And and you see in the flashbacks as well of his character who is like a mischievous little shit but only in the most kind-hearted way. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 does a boo to the girlfriend with like a, a mask on, like a Halloween Oh yeah, they're little the like they're like, little happy moments. He, yeah, he's like a cute little flashback shit. Montage. Oh yeah. yeah, like they're they're like they're that's this is what I thought love was gonna be when I was a kid. like I feel like there were so many of these kinds of things in the nineties of like oh mm-hmm. we're just these fun loving like ho- like 
you know, cool, rock and roll, wholesome hearted people. And we have sex and spray <laughs> each other with various foams and scare each other. And we have a loft and we pillow fight. And it's just, that's just what love is. Honestly, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, am I alone in this? No, like, no, no you're totally right. not. That's you're what com- my future you're, you're was. Completely like, right. that was my goal. That was my dream. I'm like, one day. One day I'm going to have a pillow fight and spray somebody with uh, shaving cream. With, with various foam. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. that foam was. It's unclear. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, these these little flashbacks that we get throughout the movie as Eric is kind of like regaining some of his memories about what happens. And uh, he even like psychically claims some memories from Ernie yeah. Hudson at yeah. some point. Yeah. Uh, but these little flashbacks are like the only look we get into the pre-murder life, which like yeah. is American it, Shelley. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of Eric and Shelley. And this movie is extremely guilty of fridging Shelley. Uh, yeah. Like, so like, she's not a character in this yeah. film. It really and, sucks. Yeah. And it sucks. And like, one thing I did, I had never realized is that like Eric Draven isn't much of a character either. Like right. we get, we get the crow. The Crow is the main character of this film. The film is not that concerned with Eric Draven. So, okay, I just looked this up. Yeah. Apparently, this is partially uh, part of the reason she dies is that the creator of the comic book series uh, made this as a way of dealing with the death of his girlfriend, uh, who was killed by a drunk driver. Oh, wow. Uh, Which isn't like, they definitely could have made her more of a character, but like, that is why... Interesting. Uh, there's a no very idea. specific reason, unlike many, so many other th- uh, comics where girlfriends have been fridged. Uh, I think this, this he does actually have a okay. Well, cool. yeah. Hopefully, oh, like I mean, maybe she's cool. more of a character in the comics, but like, right. yeah, that's a yeah, that's, that's a that's a that's a decent excuse. I excuse you, James O'Barr. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's it's very sad. Context. I'm sorry for your loss, dude. Yeah. I hope this. I yeah. hope uh, creating this iconic goth world. Uh, was cathartic and yes. healing. Yeah. Sir. Yeah, because that, that uh, was my main note as a negative, is that sexual yeah. assault and fridging is like, I get it, pulp thriller, blah, 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 but it's still boring and a lazy choice in storytelling. Mm-hmm. But if there is, if it's actually genuinely in service of something of that nature, I'm less, ugh, you know, immediately. Right. Yeah. But again, like, even, you know, like, she could still be more of a character in the flashback. A hundred percent. With her own, with her own inner world. Right. Or whatever. Don't like just her have her dreams. exist to be motivation. To yeah. die to be motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, o- so. the only look we get into like who Shelley was as a person is when Ernie Hudson's character is talking is like going through the old police file about their murder and yeah. is talking about that like she was a like tenant advocate who like had a law degree or was involved like getting she a lot of cool degree. as shit and yeah, she, people. Yeah, yeah, she was cool and like um that's that's why they got taken out was because they were causing she was making too much noise for top dollars uh, for top dollars liking. Yeah. Um, also, I want I want to point out that the band that Eric Draven was in is called Hangman's Joke. Yep. Uh, which is like the most fucking Joker's trick ass. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. Like, pre, like Joker's trick precursor thing. Uh, oh. Wow, uh, uh, um, I'm looking at some of these uh, yeah, LB, the comic art. LB's posting some of the comic art in here, and it's really good. And also, like, they did a great job of of translating 
this aesthetic, this, this vibe into yeah. a person. God, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is so incredible. Good. Do we want to talk very briefly about the crow's suite of superpowers? Please, yes. Because it it, it grows over the the course of the film. Uh, yeah, I'm a little so unclear he, on what his powers are. So yeah, it's it's sort of it's sort of he sort of has like plot abilities. Like yeah. whatever, whatever best serves the story at that moment, but it's not egregious. I don't think. I think it's it's like they they really finally walk the line of let's give a let's give this character a good reason to uncover a new thing that they can do versus this character can just do whatever is necessary at the time. But so uh, he he's pra- he's practically invincible. He can heal himself. Uh, he you know bullet holes close up in some really great composited yeah. uh like macro um practical effects that work really really well uh and he loves this and uses it to freak people out constantly throughout the movie and it's like one of the best little character things is that he knows that what he is is d- is upsetting and he uses that to his advantage which is really fun um he can like transfer memories between himself and other people like he yeah he, he's psychic in a way yeah. yeah he like grabs ernie hudson's head and reads his mind to and like absorbs the 30 hours of memories that ernie hudson stayed at shelly's bedside uh yeah. while she was trying to recover from uh the assault yeah a- and and so like he he can do that um he can heal people sort of semi-miraculously. Yeah. Uh, Dar- Darla, who is, is Sarah's mother, um, he holds, like, after he's dumped Fun Boy into a bathtub, he, he kind of, like, holds, Dar- makes Darla look at herself in a mirror and then, like, f- uses his magic crow powers to uh, force all the morphine out of her body. Right. And we get another cool practical effect of like drugs draining back out of the track marks on her arm. Right. Um, and we we just get one of these. I love that so wait, scene. Is, so is that how he stops her from? Is that how she's not an addict anymore? It isn't. Yes. Like he yeah, doesn't he, just. He scare does her? A, Okay. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Full heal. Yeah. 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 It's, okay. Yeah. And uh, that's a tight power. It's like, cool. It's neat. He could really help a lot of people with that one. <laughs> he could. Honestly, uh, yeah. And uh, that's like. We get these, there are these beautiful little one-liners throughout this film that are not like stock action cool guy one-liners, but that still, that are still like very hokey, but work within the context of this thing. And uh, he says more, he just looks her dead in the eye and and says, morphine is bad for you. (laughs) And it's such a good moment of him like, I just can't help but laugh. I know it's no, like it's, a it, genuine moment, but it is also yeah. like a no, it's one of his cornball. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. a cornball line from him. And like, there's another moment where he says like, uh, take your shot, fun boy. You've got me dead bang. You know, like <laughs> these, these weird yeah. little lines that like look really good on paper, but sound kind of goofy whenever you say them out loud. But right. he's able to pull them off. So pulling off one liners is also one of the crow's powers is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. Uh, the, those things will kill you. Like, I knew he was going to say that before he's like, the, he does the, those things will kill you joke about cigarettes mm-hmm. to, uh, 
And Ernie Hudson. I'll, Ernie Hudson, yeah. And I like knew he was going to do it before he did it. So yeah, no, it's good. And uh, eventually, Biling figures out that oh, if we take the 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 crow is the link his link to the underworld or whatever because she's the only uh, not witch. white. Yeah, yeah, she's a witch or something. Yeah, um, yeah. This she's part a was a little. She also does have an evil bisexual moment, which yes. uh, I well, probably I mean, would have found exciting in uh, <laughs> in the 90s, but now I'm kind of like, ah. I mean, they're both evil bisexuals, right? Because yeah, like, she, she and Top Dollar and Tony Todd are like a thruple, basically. They just like, right. that's what I assumed. Yeah. I think that's I mean, the implication. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my headcanon. Just because like, I don't know. It is an evil bisexual moment and it is cringe and eye roll. But also, like, to me, there's still no aesthetic better than, like, evil, pervert, queer-coded villain who may or may not do incest and is a crime boss and dresses like Dracula and has a big wall of swords and <laughs> is maybe a slumlord and has just, like, platters of cocaine on his God, table. Yeah, platters! Um, that are arranged, like, basically, like, bread bowls. Like, oh, bread baskets. It's not like bread bowls, bread baskets. Like, they're just everywhere. There's just... Ugh. The endless scarface level of yes. pile of cocaine. Yeah. Uh, truly incredible. He also it's, has, I, I just have to mention very briefly, uh, since we're kind of talking about him and his whole thing, he gives one of the best lines in the whole movie. Because, you know, he was so excited about Devil's Night. He oh, loves yeah. Devil's yeah. Night. Yeah, he yeah. loves setting the world on fire, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He is so fucking upset about the fact that Devil's Night has become an institution, that the it's normies are doing it now, that mm-hmm. he like has this face of pure pain and he's like, they have Devil's Night greeting cards now. <laughs> yeah, he's so upset about it. And he like, kind of loves Eric Draven, right? Like, he's, yeah. like into, he's like really into his vibe. He's super into it, and like the that that line read is really good. And then the final showdown in in the church at the end of the film between him and the crow, where he says, "Hey, I got a depression for you, ka ka bang, fuck, I'm dead." <laughs> <laughs> right after they've shot his crow, right after they've shot the crow, and like it's, he goes from like zero to hundred and fifty percent intensity He's in great. the span of like two and a half seconds. It's really good. Yeah. It's almost like it's like amazing how good he is when I saw this movie in 2020 and have experienced countless dudes who dress like this and are trying to pull off this vibe and failing miserably <laughs> yep. and are like the most insufferable, annoying dudes I've ever met. Uh-huh. Um, oh. And like, I still love Top Dollar. Top. Yeah. yeah like those guys can't even ruin him for me. And there are so many of those guys. And they all try to do this weird hypnosis eye contact thing when they meet you at the golf club. Oh. And it's like. They try to glimmer you? Glamour you? Yeah. It's really embarrassing. Wow. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. It's this like golf guy thing. Yeah. And it's. I just. I'm like. I feel embarrassed for them just thinking about it. You should. Like, and not even they can ruin Top Dollar for and me. It, Top and Dollar is an icon. Like I'm gonna start. Be- I'm gonna become that one of those fucking guys now because I love top dollars. So I'm not <laughs> top no, look, it's okay. Not everybody can be top dollar, and that's fine. <laughs> and it's okay. Like you have to have, you know, you have to be able to look at yourself and and say, you know, I'm not top dollar. I can't glamour someone, and that's okay. I don't have to be. You know. Yeah. True. And you know, we can't all pull up off being a evil bisexual incest having crime lord 
you know, with go, a lot of swords. Just put them on your. I don't actually your... recommend anyone do that. Yeah, just don't be evil. Like I would say, do the look, uh-huh. but don't be evil. Yeah, don't be like, be be and don't like, be like a Reddit libertarian either. No, right, don't exactly. Do don't do that I, either. I know you want to do that if you are really, really into this guy. Yeah, or no. dressing like this guy. Be an actual good person, but like do the aesthetic. You know the aesthetics yes. can mix and match with behavior. So it's true. Yeah, they are, they are independent of each other. Let yep. us all act like Shelly. Yes, act like Shelly. Like top dollar. Yes, yes. I think that. Yep, that's it. That's that's. I think that is how that's we're going to end it because I problem. can't. I can't say it better. I could not say that better. <laughs> LB, you fucking hit that nail on the head, and I am. So pleased and so thank proud. You. And thank you. Thank you both for being here with me. I thank this movie for, was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, yeah thank you for recommending you. it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you all for, for watching it. I was glad to have an excuse to go back to it. And I'm thrilled that you both enjoyed it so much. I had a blast. God, yeah. I had, I I had, had a such a good time. huge blast looking up art from this crazy comic I've never read and posting it into the chat while we recorded this. We might, you look we at might it. need to read it now. We might actually need to read uh, it. I don't know if I'm going to read this comment. You'll have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Our next spinoff. Uh, well, thank you all so much. Thank you to the listeners uh, for making this cinematic journey with us. We do appreciate it. And we do ask you to rate and review our podcast if you can. Tell a friend, you know, tell somebody who might appreciate this show. Uh, you can listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, uh, on TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course, on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all our good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you, especially to Jordan for producing as well as co-hosting. Jordan, where can we find you online? Oh, well, you're very welcome. You can find me on... Uh, Twitter at Jordan underscore Mallory. And you can listen to my mixtape at lowelljordo.com. Amazing. Uh, and Elby, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hunk Tears. Amazing. I can be found at Danielle R.I. on Twitter. And with that, you love to see it. <laughs>